From Studio One at the worldwide headquarters of ESPN and from Studio HD in Atlanta, Georgia, this is Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. Sometimes we like to make simple things really complicated. And we'll sit around spending hours connecting all the dots that can send a player like Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, to the Raiders, wherever he could possibly end up in the NFL. And we'll ask months of questions about what could be for a superstar quarterback. And during that entire process, what we forget is there's oftentimes a very simple, logical solution, and it's right in front of us. That solution with Aaron Rodgers? What if he's not going anywhere and he's just headed back to the Packers? Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, if you're watching us in the ESPN app, you know this by now. It's Wednesday. That means Dress for Success Wednesday. You can hit us, uh, tweet us your pictures of you Dress for Success uh, at HDouglas83 at uh, uh, at Jason Fitz. Harry, no cowboy hat today with the app. I, I thought maybe you'd have a cowboy hat today. Well, a lot of people did, but I told them, no, I wore the cowboy hat in the last two days. But Fitz, I got to give it up to you. Oh. And like we say oh. for the culture, boy, you casket sharp today. I'm going to move Three the mic piece over. suit on. Yeah. I love it, baby. You know, I'm not going to lie to you. I got up this morning early. Like, I got up early this morning. 5 a.m. was my first workout. I did back-to-backs at Orange Theory for the first time, right? So I did a 5 a.m. and a 6 a.m. And I got home at, at, you know, 7.30 in the morning. I'm throwing the ball with Annabelle, and I look in the closet. And I'm like, you know what? Today's the three-piece day. Yeah, yes, I'm baby. feeling that three piece. My, my, yes. I was feeling myself this morning. Woo! Feeling Ooh, good about it. I'm feeling myself. Yeah, you know, I'm feeling myself. I'm feeling some kind feeling, of way about it. I'm uh, feeling Ev- myself. Evan and Devin, by the way, uh, always bringing it. Uh, we we've been we've been hard on them over the last few weeks. Uh, Evan today went with the sweater over the tie, and uh, Devin, um, what we do there, Devin? Just a, is that Devin, a collared shirt, on? Devin? What are we? Yeah, I got a nice, I got a nice sweater, nice pants, nice shoes. I'm feeling good, looking good. Nice, nice sweater, nice pants, mm. nice shoes. So, okay. how is that different than what you wore yesterday, Deb? Uh, yeah, I'm I don't confused. know. I don't remember what I wore yesterday. To be honest with you, okay. It wasn't a sweater though. Evan, Evan has gone suit the last few weeks. So, Evan, you were just feeling a little, like, a little different today. It's, it's just a little colder out in okay. New England. I wanted to be a little bundled up, so I went with the sweater to, to be a little warmer. Okay, we're going to clip this off and we're going to put it out on social media, and I'll just let you guys decide if Devin. Brought it enough because it, it feels who, like who clips it off? Uh, uh, well, we're gonna oh, ask the right. kind folks in DC to, to well, clip well, it now off. Hold on, Devin. Now, see, you just calm down. All mm-hmm. right, we in the first segment and you already feeling you yourself, made Coach Matt, smelling you made yourself, Coach smelling your underarms and stuff. You just slow down just a minute, there, Devin. My bad, Coach. Uh, you know what? what? The problem is Devin just came out of the darkness apparently, and this is what he's wearing. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to come out of the darkness, and we all presume that when he gets there, suddenly he's going to have this great mindset of where he wants to play football, and and that means. We want to make it complicated. We want him to to go somewhere else where he can win a Super Bowl. But what if he just comes right back to Green Bay? And that's something that Jeff Darlington referenced this morning, our ESPN NFL analyst on Get Up. It's a conversation I had with a very important Green Bay Packers source who quite honestly believes that Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers and that all of this is being overhyped. He looks at the contract that Aaron Rodgers signed last year, the commitment that he gave to the team, and believes that at the end of the day, Aaron Rodgers will be back with the Packers. Like, just say it again. Say it with your chest, as Harry Douglas always says. Like, Harry, I don't want to be Mr. Cleo here, but I'm kind of Mr. Cleo. Like, at what point do we stop doing this every year with Aaron Rodgers where it's like, where's he going to go? He's going to go back to Green Bay and all of this is for nothing. 
Yeah, it's a great possibility that he's going to be right back there in Green Bay, uh, Wisconsin, with the Green Bay Packers. And you look at, you know, the guys that he played with, the young guys, and Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson and Samari um, uh, Torre, those three guys. And I think they have a nice nucleus. And I even went out on a limb and said this. When I seen them early on last year, I said, don't be surprised if this wide receiver group for the Green Bay Packers in about two or three years is one of the best in the National Football League. Those guys, they had their bumps and bruises in year one, but they were able down the stretch to, uh, to showcase their talents and why they were drafted, where they were drafted. And moving forward, I think it's going to be that much more better. But here's the thing, though, Fitz. If Aaron Rodgers does come back to the Green Bay Packers, my mindset is, what's his mindset? That's, that's my way of thinking. What, what is he thinking? Is he going to be there for those young guys so they can gel, so they can build that chemistry and build that rapport, so they can go out there and be unstoppable on a football field? Is, is, is the nonsense going to stop? Or is it still going to be, you know, I'm pointing the fingers here, I'm blaming this guy, I'm doing this. But also, here's another side of it I don't think a lot of people are paying attention to. Aaron Rodgers might stay in Green Bay just because he knows he can get away with what he's doing in Green Bay. That is so I'd never thought about that till you just said it. And it is such a smart portion of this. Like, if he goes somewhere else, you gotta relearn all the personnel. You gotta relearn a new play. You've got to learn a new playbook. You've got to get new relationships with people, and you've got to presume that those people are going to accept the same level of you know what that Green Bay did, I, I don't know that you have that everywhere else you go. Like, uh, I, I have no idea, and I don't think any of us can really speak to, like, if Aaron Rodgers walks into the locker room in Vegas, is Josh McDaniel suddenly going to be totally cool with whatever Aaron Rodgers wants to say or do every single week? Do, do organizations want to accept that and deal with it when he can get away with whatever he wants in Green Bay? That's a, that's a really good point by you, Harry, because there is some comfort, uh, there's some, let, let me say, there's some value to being comfortable, right? And he's it definitely going to have a comfortable situation in Green Bay. But but check this out and I, and I have this saying, we got to learn to be uncomfortable with being uh being comfortable with being uncomfortable, right? In my eyes, comfortable comfortability drives complacency. We seen that last year with Aaron Rodgers. He was so comfortable, he got complacent. So what happened? The Green Bay Packers didn't make the playoffs. I don't think he can have that same approach this year. But if he stays in Green Bay, he might have that same approach because the Green Bay Packers have showed time and time again that they're going to allow it to happen. Yeah, well, and all of that continually speaks to, you know, also to the fact that you think about what the Packers have decided to do. I mean, the Packers, not only did, did you know, Jeff Darlington reference the fact that Aaron Rodgers made a commitment to the Packers, the Packers also made a commitment to Aaron Rodgers, right? Like, you know, they, they had to see this coming. And for whatever you know, eye-rolling they're going to have now for the way that Aaron Rodgers acts every year, that can't be a huge shock. I mean, they've got to understand what that is. They've got to understand what they signed up for. I mean, if the conversation is that the Packers want to move on to Jordan Love, they sort of put themselves in this position when they signed Aaron Rodgers to the contract they signed him to. So you can't have it both ways if you're Green Bay. You knew what the, the bargain you were making when you gave him the deal that you gave him. All the more reason that I think both of these sides could end up looking around and saying, look, we don't love each other, but we got to stay married. And like that just feels like a normal, natural solution given the economics, given the business, given how comfortable they are with each other, and given the fact that they both know that that's easiest for each side. And I'll say this, though, Fitz. I don't know when the last time Aaron Rodgers has, has played a season and he hasn't thrown for over 300 yards in a game. He didn't eclipse that not one time last year. And th those are some of the things that I'm talking about. Like when you're comfortable, you, you know, you get complacent sometimes. And you're accustomed to doing things the same way over and over and over again 
were newsflash. Devontae Adams wasn't with your team in the offseason last year. He wasn't with the Green Bay Packers throughout the regular season. So things changed, but Aaron Rodgers didn't change, right? And on the back end of it, the team suffered from that. Nothing about what Green Bay is trying to figure out right now is easy. And nothing about what Aaron Rodgers is trying to figure out is easy. And the organization is trying to figure out what's next for them short-term and long-term while he's trying to figure out what's next for him short-term and long-term. And those visions may not align, Harry. Like that, that It's very possible that everybody comes in and says no. But when you hear Jeff Darlington talk about a well-connected source that he believes in, that, that you know believes that Aaron Rodgers is going to come back and this is all for nothing – you do have to remind yourself the Packers have been through this before. Us spending months talking about the end of Aaron Rodgers with the Green Bay Packers. We've done this before. I don't know how many times we're going to run after the football like Charlie Brown and then realize that it gets pulled out from under us before we're going to just stop paying attention to the noise around Aaron Rodgers. But that's oh, what it feels can. like. We can't because when you have a guy who's won MVP awards multiple times, a guy who has won a Super Bowl, and we see the elite arm talent and we know what he can do with the football in his hands outside of what we've seen last season, then yes, we're going to continue to bite on these stories and talk about Aaron Rodgers because he is a talent. He is a, a, a very damn good talent at, at that in the National Football League, more so to the point where, and I'll be honest, I'll say this, I played the National Football League 10 years. Watching Aaron Rodgers from afar, I wouldn't have mind playing with Aaron Rodgers this one time. I, I would. Well, and I can't blame you for that. I mean, you think about uh, what he brings to the football field. That's why everybody else is interested in having him. The interesting part about it is uh, you can blame the Packers for drafting Jordan Love in the first place. You can blame the Packers for getting into this situation with Aaron Rodgers. You can blame Aaron Rodgers for signing a big deal that maybe he doesn't want to be a part of. But in a so what now with society, no matter how much blame each side carries for where we are right now, the reality is you are where you are. And now you've got to figure out what you're going to do with it for this mm -hmm. year and this year alone. And I think as complicated as we're making it, Jeff Darlington's source makes a lot of sense. The easy answer here is that Aaron Rodgers is going to be back next year as the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Not sexy, but easy. And if Aaron Rodgers does return to the Packers, the question is, does that put a new quarterback in the driver's seat this offseason? We'll talk about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Everything that's happened at this point and hasn't happened for Lamar is actually the Ravens' fault. I want him here, Steve wants him here, and Lamar wants to be here. So uh, it's going to work out. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Ravens fan, you're looking around at Lamar and you're thinking, man, if we don't have Lamar, we don't have a chance. They've seen that this offense, which has basically been built around Lamar Jackson's skill set, is not really workable with a different quarterback. And if they were to move on from him, I think they would have to rebuild in a number of ways. If the sides can't reach a new deal by March 7th, the Ravens will place the franchise tag on Jackson to keep him from becoming a free agent. So much speculation about the quarterback position across the NFL. 
But there's a very real chance that Aaron Rodgers ends up right back in Green Bay, according to our own Jeff Darlington. What would that do to the entire quarterback market? We'll continue to break it down. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz. If you're watching us in the ESPN app, it's Dress for Success Wednesday, hence the suits. We are looking good. Always looking good. Robert Griffin the third ESPN football analyst, RG3, appreciate your time. Uh, you said this morning you think the Ravens are going to be patient with Lamar. What does that mean to you? Yeah, guys. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. It's always a pleasure to be on with you guys. You're the best. Thank so you. the Ravens, uh, people in the building have told me that they're willing to be patient with Lamar. Uh, that means I don't see them applying the non-exclusive tag to Lamar Jackson and giving other teams an opportunity to negotiate with him and basically steal him away if they don't match the offer. To me, that means that they're going to apply the exclusive franchise tag to him and try to work out a deal. So all day today, what I have said on the airwaves is I think it's uh, incumbent upon Lamar Jackson to make a decision on what he wants to do. If he wants to be in Baltimore, regardless of it's playing on the tag or with a long-term deal, then he needs to go ahead and do that. He needs to show up, be there for the offseason program so he can learn the new offense and be there to lead his guys through that change that is happening in Baltimore. If he decides ultimately they're not going to give me what I want money-wise, I don't want to be here, he needs to demand a trade. And I think he needs to do that in the next three to four weeks because one way or another Lamar Jackson is going to have to learn a new offense. It's just a matter of is that offense going to be in Baltimore or is it going to be in Atlanta or New York or in Miami or wherever it may be? I think it's important for his football career that he does that because he's going to get paid one way or the other. It's just a matter is if the Ravens are going to give him what he wants, someone else is going to give him what he wants, or if he's going to compromise and decide to take less than a fully guaranteed deal from the Baltimore Ravens. RG3, is there any chance that Lamar Jackson would play on the franchise tag this season? Uh, you know, in, in my talks with, with Lamar – he never wants anyone to know his next move. So everyone predicting, hey, there's no way he's playing on the tag. There's no way he's doing this. There's no way he's doing that. Uh, I can tell you right now, none of that's accurate. Lamar is going to do what he wants to do no matter what, and he doesn't give a crap who says a, a dindy dang thing about it. That's just the bottom line. So if he makes a decision that he wants to be in Baltimore and they decide they're not going to give him a fully guaranteed deal, then there's only one way for him to play, guys, and that's for him to play on the franchise tag. So that's why I've just said, if I was giving advice to, to my guy Lamar, I would simply tell him, make the decision for yourself. Where do you want to be at? Because this standoff with the Ravens has happened for the last two years. They're probably not going to budge and give you a fully guaranteed deal. So you have to make the decision on where your, your future is going to unfold. And I think he, he can't let this play out all the way to August unless he's going to get a fully guaranteed deal from the Ravens, which right now looks like that's not going to happen. Well, and with that being said, we're talking to Robert Griffin the third ESPN football analyst on Fitz and Harry, Jason Fitz, Harry Douglas. So, uh, you know, we're looking at a group of teams, whether it's my beloved Raiders or whether it's uh, the Panthers. There, there are teams that are not going to be picking in a spot where they can necessarily guarantee they're going to get a top two quarterback in this draft. If you're one of those teams, would you rather use draft equity to try up and move up and draft a quarterback? Or would you rather use that draft equity to try and acquire Lamar and give him the fully guaranteed contract he wants and deserves? Oh, well, 100%, guys, you go kill Lamar Jackson. He's a unanimous MVP, right? I, I, I talked about this on first take with Stephen A., a mad dog. He has not had the same level of talent around him as Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. He just hasn't. 
all those guys have had, have had number one wide receivers. They've had a plethora of receiving options, running backs, schemes that have allowed them to continue to grow and develop their game. Lamar hasn't had that. So if you're a team out there and you need a quarterback, if he gets applied that non-exclusive tag, oh, my gosh, I'm racing to go give him a deal because he's a proven commodity. And if you give Lamar Jackson what he wants, it, 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 as in any quarterback that's playing at a high level, they're going to appreciate you for that. Look at the way Lamar came out in 2019 when the Ravens uh, were the only team in the 2018 draft that gave him an opportunity to play quarterback. He came out and he played with such a passion and vigor that I've never seen before. The guy was making throws in, in the game, guys, that I had never seen him make in practice. I would almost bet if his life depended on it, he wasn't going to make some of those throws because I had seen him not make it in practice. And he went out in the game and he got it done. So if a team does come out and pay this guy, I think they're going to get the best version of Lamar Jackson ever. I just don't think the Ravens will allow that to happen, to have it be like an open market for him to kind of field deals from other people. It's going to be a bigger time trade where it's three, four, five first round picks to get him out of Baltimore. Now, RG3, I want to transition into Aaron Rodgers, another quarterback. What was your reaction when you heard Jeff Darlington this morning say a source uh, said he thinks Aaron Rodgers will be back in Green Bay next season? I'm not surprised by that, guys. Uh, you know, the conversation has always been for the past couple of weeks, is that Rodgers worth the wait for the Jets? 100%. He's definitely worth the wait. Why, why do you think they got Derek over there waiting on a contract? Because they want to see if Aaron's going to be there. An off year for Aaron Rodgers is still a career year for most guys. Rodgers, everyone said he, he fell off a cliff this year. Well, he threw 26 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He threw for, what, I think 3,695 yards. That was more than Derek Carr. Daniel Jones, who's asking for $45 million right now, threw for 3,200 yards and 15 touchdowns. So we've got to kind of reframe how we talk about and think about Aaron Rodgers. He's still one of the best quarterbacks in the league, even if you feel like he fell off a cliff. So I think the Jets are doing that for, from that standpoint. But for the Packers, why wouldn't you bring him back at this point? The commitment that he made, the amount of money that you paid him, it just makes sense for him to stay in Green Bay unless, guys, unless he's so competitive that he wants to go where Brett Favre went and do better than what Brett Favre did. Right, 2008, Brett Favre went to the Jets. He threw 22 touchdowns and 22 interceptions, and they missed the playoffs. Well, right now, Aaron Rodgers and Favre both have the same number of uh, MVPs. They have the same number of Super Bowls. So if he's that competitive, yeah, maybe he does go to the Jets. But, hey, Ayahuasca is one heck of a drug, so only Aaron knows. <laughs> RG3, man, we appreciate you hanging out with your kid. I'm, I'm so glad you got reunited with your pup, by the way. Uh, I, we were all worried on social media. Everything good? Dog good? Family good? Everything's good with that? Listen, everything's good. I'm spending a lot of time on daddy duty. Our baby girl, Gia, just turned one month. Her mom is a rock star. And uh, our, our dog, Vinny Boy, he escaped. But we got him back, and I can tell you right now, the, the, my daughters and my wife are the happiest people on the planet. So I got some kudos for finding them, even though it was my fault that I lost them. Well, uh, like I told you on Twitter, <laughs> check out the, uh, the fee collars. It'll change your life, brother. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. We appreciate you. Appreciate you guys. Keep rocking it out. God bless. 
That's Robert Griffin III, ESPN football analyst. Uh, I don't know if you saw it on on Twitter, Harry, but his dog got out and was missing for several hours. So, uh, you know, a lot a lot of chaos there in the RG3 household. But luckily, this is not always the happy ending that people expect. Uh, they were reunited. So uh, he, he uh, the whole family's happy there. Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. For a job you'll love, visit Progressive.com slash careers. All right. For all this quarterback conversation, the quarterback solution for NFL teams waiting to draft one in the top 10 of this April's draft is clear. We'll tell you what it is. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio. It's an NBA primetime showdown between two of the NBA's best. Embiid drives hard into the lane and flushes with two hands. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, and the Celtics storm into Philadelphia to go head-to-head with Joel Embiid, James Harden, and the 76ers. Coverage begins Saturday at 8 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ABC. Presented by Indeed. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Ravens fan, you're looking around at Lamar and you're thinking, man, if we don't have Lamar, we don't have a chance. They've seen that this offense, which has basically been built around Lamar Jackson's skill set, is not really workable with a different quarterback. And if they were to move on from him, I think they would have to rebuild in a number of ways. If the sides can't reach a new deal by March 7th, the Ravens will place the franchise tag on Jackson to keep him from becoming a free agent. Little breaking NFL news you just heard. Want to make sure everybody knows the Tennessee Titans are releasing Taylor Lewan. He tweeted, I hope I did enough to create something all the Titans fans can be proud of. I love you all. Busting with the boys, obviously. The, the podcast with he and uh, Will Compton addressed it, saying the Tennessee Titans releasing the boy Taylor Lewan after nine years, nine years in the two-tone blue and being a pivotal piece in turning things around in Tennessee. The great ride has come to an end for the three-time Pro Bowl. Or somebody that, uh, that we're both buddies with, somebody you know incredibly well, Harry, uh, had a hell of a run with the Titans, and now Taylor Lewan will either have to decide if he wants to continue playing somewhere else or if he wants to continue exploring his media career. But certainly somebody that uh, has had some very good years with the Titans. Yeah, I had the luxury of playing with Taylor for three years, the last three years of my NFL career. And you talk about somebody who makes you laugh every single day. Every single day he kept things live and funny, um, did a hell of a job for us at the left tackle position. I hate that he got injured so much late in his career, but definitely a personality that we're probably going to see a lot on, on media outlets because he's a guy that can capture your eye um, you know, as soon as you hear him talking, as soon as you, you see him as well. So I wish him nothing but the best in the future. He has come out and said that he didn't think he was going to be able to play for another team, and the only team that he did want to play for was the Tennessee Titans. I do know he has a connection right here in Atlanta where I live with Arthur Smith, so let's see if that's something that may be on the table uh, to try to get Taylor to not retire. There are very few men of his size that can get away with a hipster mustache, and he can. That in and of itself. <laughs> is the reason that we need more Taylor Lewan in our lives. All right, so we were just having a conversation with Robert Griffin III, ESPN football analyst, on this show about Lamar Jackson. And I asked him a very simple question. What's it going to take to get Lamar out of Baltimore? This is his answer. If a team does come out and pay this guy, I think they're going to get the best version of Lamar Jackson ever. I just don't think the Ravens will allow that to happen to have it be like an open market for him to kind of 
field deals from other people, it's going to be a bigger time trade where it's three, four, five first round picks to get him out of Baltimore. So obviously that's, you know, you never know how these things are going to go. But in my mind, even if it's three first round picks and people will roll their eyes to that, if you are a team that is picking outside of the top three, I think you're going to have to give up a bunch to move up. That includes the Colts, the Raiders, the Panthers, to try and get C.J. Stroud or Bryce Young or if those are the guys you love, right? You're going to have to give up future first-round draft picks, this year's first-rounder and a future first-rounder to move up far enough to try and draft one of the top two quarterbacks if you're in love with one of the top two. In my mind, if you're telling me i got to give up two first-rounders to get a guy that I've never seen play a snap in the NFL, or I can give up three first-rounders and a third-rounder or whatever else to get Lamar effing Jackson, I'm getting Lamar Jackson. Like, this isn't even a conversation in my mind. Like, if I'm a quarterback-needy team, why would I trust the draft that's absolutely untrustable if there is any path that gets me to a former MVP? And I'll go, uh, the one team that, that stuck in my mind throughout this whole process has been the Colts. Right, and, and, and hired you know, Shane Steichen, um, I think it speaks for itself. You look at a guy like Lamar, he's able to do a lot of the things that Jalen Hurts were able to do on the football field this season. When he finished second in the MVP voting, Lamar Jackson has already won an MVP. Right, Lamar Jackson hasn't been able to have guys and players around him. You'll be able to have a guy in Jonathan Taylor. Now, the offensive line needs to be revamped a little bit more, but he would have a solid defense as well. I just thought that defense for the Colts were on the football field so much to the point to where stats could have been skew, uh, screwed a little bit, skewed a little bit because of that reason. Uh, also, I look at the Carolina Panthers. They're a team in which you know you have an owner and a head coach that has missed on the the quarterback position probably what the last three or four years. Uh, with their respected teams, Carolina Panthers and the Colts at the time. Look, a guy like Lamar Jackson is, is still in his 20s. I wouldn't mind going to get a guy like that because I know what he brings to the table. I know the type of leader that he is. I know that he can help the football team in the Carolina Panthers. And you do have a little pieces at the wide receiver position that Lamar Jackson would love that are better than what he has actually in Baltimore right now. So those are two teams that I look at, the Carolina Panthers and also the Colts. Boo! Fitz and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Boo! Did Why? I miss someone? You missed Oh, somebody. I forgot one. You missed a I team. I forgot your I mean, Raiders. You are, you are just like, I was saving it for you. I was trying to tee you up. You want to talk about the way Vegas would react. The lines, the odds to the AFC West. If you told me that all of a sudden it was going to be Lamar Jackson throwing the football to Darren Waller, Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro with Josh Jacobs as the running back. I mean, I know the defense for the Raiders is objectively hot garbage, just a mountainous pile of just poop. <laughs> I understand that, but that being well, thank you. Uh, that being something I rarely do. That being said, I mean, if Lamar wants to go somewhere where immediately he has the greatest weapons possible, he gets one of if not the best wide receivers in the league. He gets a slot receiver that uh, up until last year with concussion issues uh, has proven himself to be one of the better at his position and a tight end that when healthy is also one of the best at his position. Like you want to talk about trying to put billboards up in Vegas to sell tickets. Lamar Jackson would make a ton. Does it make any sense long-term building? I don't know. Does it make the Raiders better next year? Oh, hell yes. Like So that's the obvious destination he should go to is he should go park himself in Vegas and not pay any state income tax while he gets paid. Well, see, that's another thing that I want to bring up because when I look at these states, Texas, Tennessee, Florida, and Nevada, right? Those are four states that don't have state income tax. So now when you're rolling out a contract to Lamar Jackson in which he's asking for a fully guaranteed contract, a little bit more can be knocked off that contract 
because of the no state income tax. Trust me, I know, ladies and gentlemen, that's the reason why I went to Tennessee. That's the reason why I went to, went to the Tennessee Titans when I got released from the Atlanta Falcons. And another team that I was looking at was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the state of Florida. Yeah, it's those are the little pieces that make a huge difference. And for Lamar, this is a I think it's interesting because one thing that Robert Griffin III made clear in talking to Lamar is that A, nobody ever knows what Lamar's gonna do. He's very tight lipped with what's next for him. But B, he's in a situation where he needs to make a decision because and I think this is important to point out, he's going to get paid either way. Right? Like if the Ravens won't give him fully guaranteed money. Somebody will. And Baltimore fans may not like that. Baltimore fans may sit there and say, well, he shouldn't want. Okay, look, when you know if you hit the open market, somebody else is going to give you that money, why would you take anything less than you know you would get on the open market when you have the opportunity to go out and maximize this moment in your earning potential? Like, I, we don't ask anybody else in business to take a discount. Why would he take a bit and a discount in this situation when there are other viable teams that are capable contenders that give him better weapons that would treat him better and, by the way, would pay him every penny he wants? Like, why would you take less than that to stay with Baltimore? I love every bit of what you just said, but also I want to revisit what RG3 said. I think it's very imperative for Lamar Jackson within these next few weeks to understand what he wants to do moving forward because he's going to have to learn a new offense with, uh, with Todd Munking or if he gets traded with another team. You want to go ahead and set the standard and set the boundaries on what you want to do so you can go ahead and move forward. And there's no waiting and there's no harping on it or whatnot. So you can learn the new offense uh, whether it's with the Baltimore Ravens or whether it's with your new team that you want to get traded to if it comes down to that. And that's the part that kind of blows my mind. I hadn't really thought of until RG3 was talking or until you break it down here. Either way, he's going to have to learn a new offense. Yep. So which, if, is not good, which is not good for the Baltimore Ravens right? to be in that spot. Now, it's good that you brought in Todd Munkin, but the fact that he has to learn a new offense and if he goes somewhere else, he has to learn a new offense either – that, that that's that's a good piece. That's a good spot for Lamar to be in. And if you're asking Lamar to take a one-year franchise deal just to go out there and show everybody what he's got, although that's stupid, if you're asking him to do that, why would he want to do that somewhere where he has no weapons and he has to learn a new offense, which is going to hinder some of his production on the field? Like All, all of this just points to why Lamar deserves better. Fitz and Harry's presented by Progressive Insurance. That's right. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Coming up, one Green Bay Packer actually made a decision that impacts the entire NFL. And I'm not talking about about Aaron Rodgers for the love of all things holy, but it is almost equally as significant. You'll hear about it next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio and Sirius XM Channel 80. Giants should sign Daniel Jones and tag Saquon Barkley. Once you tag the guy, nobody's giving up two first-round picks. They're going to continue to negotiate with Saquon and Daniel. Dream scenario, I am signing Daniel Jones and I'm tagging Saquon Barkley. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. Fitz and Harry. Lamar Jackson would love that are better than what he has actually in Baltimore right now. The Carolina Panthers and also the Colts. Boo! Did I Why? miss someone? You missed oh, someone. I forgot one. You missed a I team. forgot I your mean, Raiders. You are, you are just like... I was saving it for you. I was trying to tee you up. You know what? There are certain times that I refuse to be professional about my Raiders fandom, so I appreciate producer Evan. Throwing that together so quick to remind everybody that I will openly boo you if I don't like the quarterback option <laughs> and how it plays out with my beloved Raiders. I, you know what? 
I, I take it back. After talking about Lamar to the Raiders last segment, I, I don't think that can happen, Harry, because frankly, I think America's not ready for the level of insufferable I will be. Like, I it's just, that's a level of, uh, yeah, nobody's ready for it. It's Fitz and Harry on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance, the great Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz, again, Progressive Insurance. Triple eight, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. How you get in on the fun. I know we have to take, a, we have to talk about a Packer. I just told you there's a Packer, significant move that is in impacting the entire NFL. But coach, I need your thoughts. Uh, If you are new to the show around here, sometimes we just get coaches expertise. There's only one of us here that played in the NFL. So we all know that coach is the great Harry Douglas. Coach, I need need you to chime in a little bit here because you've been aware there, there was a running controversy, all right? A couple of weeks ago, there was an intramural volleyball game involving ESPN radio, right? And I went to Orange Theory that day and I hurt my leg, hurt my hip. Uh, wasn't feeling up to being able to participate, so I did not go to volleyball. Now I was I was chastised by our very own Devin Kane afterwards for not That's going harsh. to dolly to to play volleyball, not showing up and supporting my teammate. You also chimed in that like no, that's the moment where I should have at least come to the gym and sat there. So you know what I did, coach? I took the coaching right. I realized that even if I'm sore, I'm going to come to the gym. It's all going to be fine. So I'm all uh, everything's fine. Everything's ready. All of a sudden, yesterday, the next game that we've had since my my miss, I, I look at Devin and and I say to Devin, I'm like super excited for volleyball, and he says. Don't think I'm going to be able to make it because he hurt his ankle playing basketball, which, is, by the way, is not volleyball, and his pinky playing basketball. Furthermore, he didn't tell anybody from the team that he wasn't going to be there until I sent a group text to the whole team and said, are we excited for tonight? False. And then Devin False. slid into the group text. False. De- Devin <laughs> slid into the group text and said, I don't think I'm going to be able to make it. False. Like, I told Cam separately, uh, who, who works here, he produced Greeny today. Didn't tell the I rest told, of us. I told other people. I just didn't I didn't have to put it in the group text. So wasn't Devin, Devin, the, the team wasn't aware. So, second, Devin. Devin, Devin, how, Go ahead. how did you hurt your ankle playing basketball? <laughs> so I'm washed, Harry. So I, I, do, I, I wish I could tell you I was making like a, a diving on the floor. No, I would. it was literally just like I kind of just rolled it going for going well, see, for the ball. Here's the problem. First of all, we get Mac McClung winning the dunk contest, so you think you can go out there and be Mac. Mm-hmm. See, see that's, that's, that's part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Understand your role. Understand your place. Devin, you're not a basketball player, okay? You're a volleyball player. Underst- understand yeah. where you're needed the most. You're needed on the volleyball court, not on the basketball court. Well, this is where he's going to tell you that uh, – He's like he played AAU and like you know travel ball and like Devin's gonna tell you his stories about middle school like he was some prominent athlete that was like he's gonna talk about himself like he was Harry Douglas like you got a gym named after you Devin? I don't not yet no. (laughs) (laughs) My my question is like when you tell me I didn't show up and that I let my team down. Can you at the next game simply not show up because you don't feel like? I mean, I had multiple injuries. I I was icing my ankle while the game was going on. You had a little hamstring. Oh wow, a little. Yeah, Yeah. go ahead. Oh, my hamstring cut. I mean, I'm really disappointed. I brought my kid to the game last night. Little we're not Sammy, deflect, Devin. We, that's we, not what we're gonna we do. We brought we brought my kid to the game last night because he really wanted to see Devin play. And then Devin's load managing. He doesn't tell the organization so they can send out a tweet letting fans Ooh. who are coming to the game know that Devin, the star player, is not going to be there. My kid was crying. He was in tears the entire night because he didn't get to see Devin did we, play volleyball. Did we by, win? Did by we the win way, we lost. Oh, we man, lost. I, I guess I have even to worse up, yeah. for my son. Probably could have used a little bit of morale from the. From from the bleachers, I mean, like, you, you, you can't many, uh, you can't wait till someone sends out a mass text and then say, you know what? Oh, I'm gonna tell yeah. him I'm not coming. And, and, and that's also, not the way things work. Again, See, I didn't. I told, we would have fined you hundred dollars. So now uh, you owe hundred dollars to our group. I mean, also follow up question: Do they have ice nation. at the gym? 
Do they I, have ice? I don't know. Probably. Okay. Well, did, did you did you look into it? How I many, mean, how many? How did you play last night? How many? How many of you serves? I had the I had the the third set winning point. All right. How many serves? I know, serve, how I know many, the serves have been an issue for you. Uh, I, just, you know, I had one serve that didn't make, it, make over it, it over the net. The rest, no, okay. You know what? You know what? Fits an area on the ESPN Radio presented by Progressive wow. Insurance. Did the you just call insurance. out his his imperfections as a teammate on air? Uh, how many that's, serves that's, last time you played uh, didn't make it over the net? Devin. Uh, Devin, don't let your character, your true character show, okay? More, more don't made let it, it show over the net than not. Mm-hmm. More, okay. I can't say the same for you. Okay. You I know didn't what? know we were working with Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'm over here. Like, this is the diva we're dealing with. This is the diva that, that saw his own trainer and got his own health, uh, got his own, own stuff worked on yesterday. It's fine. It's fine. All right. So, uh, a little bit of NFL news for you that is actually pretty significant, and it comes in the form of a pay cut. Because anytime we see a pay cut, I think people react to it and just wonder what the future is and what it means. So uh, we all knew that Aaron Jones, the running back for the Green Bay, took a pay cut. But the details have started to come out. And it's pretty alarming when you see somebody take a $5 million pay cut for next year. And not only did he take a $5 million pay cut, he also agreed to double the amount of money lost for every game he doesn't play. Pretty sizable change in a contract for a running back. That is well regarded, but also significant in a year where Saquon and Josh Jacobs are both sitting here coming off a big year saying, pay me, I'm a running back. Like It is a bit of a reminder, Harry, that the running back market is very fickle. Well, especially you talk about a guy in Aaron Jones who not only does it in the run game, it means so much to the Green Bay Packers and what they want to do, especially moving forward. But he's phenomenal in the pass game. I, I, I vividly remember watching film on him and him lining up wide, run, uh, running routes, lining up in the slot, doing it, running them from the backfield. So he's an integral part of what they want to do offensively. But it also lets you know that from the running back position and where, where it stands uh, on them getting paid, it's about to start dwindling off again. I think it's going to be in the weeds of, you know, teams aren't going to want to pay guys, you know, top dollar market money to be a running back because we've seen the San Francisco 49ers and yes, they traded for Christian McCaffrey, but before they did that, they were making it to the Super Bowl and in uh, conference championship games with guys that they were getting uh, late in rounds and undrafted free agents and were able to be feasible and doing and doing so doing it that way. So I think the running back position is going to start taking a hit again. It's interesting because he's coming off a year where he rushed for 1,121 yards, 5.3 yards a rush, 59 catches to your point for 395 yards. He's actually in five touchdowns. He's actually coming off of statistically his best season. And then he took a massive pay cut that added voidable years at the end of the contract to spread the cap hit out around the uh, around the Packers to help them out financially. That is a stunning development when you start talking about somebody that's playing well. And it's a reminder that the investment at the running back position is a dangerous one. Just ask the Cowboys with Zeke, who are now looking out around trying to figure out what to do with Zeke and what it means for Tony Pollard. And in the meantime, every running back that's looking to get paid is going to look at this one star running back and say, man, that is not the precedent we wanted. We talk about precedent all the time with quarterbacks. It's possible the precedent was just set at the running back position in a way that will impact other free agents this year. All right, we'll keep breaking down everything you need to know about it. Uh, coming up, more Packers talk with Aaron Rodgers next. Fitz and Harry on ESPN. Fitz and Harry, the podcast. 